Hello, you're listening to Repent and Believe Podcast with Cynthia Smalls, founder of Back to God Ministries. Welcome, my friends. Here, we talk about and teach the message of Jesus Christ, the only one who can claim the title of Savior of the world. We also discuss all things repentance and belief in Jesus Christ and how all these things tie into living a lifestyle where our deeds are manifested and fashioned in God so that we may be molded by the Father into vessels to be used for His glory. Amen? Amen. Okay, so let's get started. This is Cynthia Smalls with Bad to God Ministries. How is everyone doing today? I pray that all is well in your lives, that you are walking by faith and not by sight. You are not giving up on the Lord Jesus Christ. I keep telling y'all he is coming back for us and we are going to have to pull this together. We're going to have to repent of our sins. We are going to have to shun it. We're going to have to have nothing at all whatsoever to do with sin. Jesus paid such a huge and costly price to deliver us out of sin. So we don't want to make what he did at the cross in vain. Now, do we? Absolutely not. Amen. Okay, so let's get started. I want to talk about 14 ways that we can keep from sinning, what we need to do to make sure that we don't return back to that vomit. We need to make sure that we need to pull this together. Listen, we don't have a whole lot of time and time is of the essence. And so just like with any other born again, true follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, whom have pulled out of sin and darkness, what we want to do is cry aloud. Come on, fellow brethren, let's not return back to that vomit. And you see, that is why we come together in fellowship. That's why the Bible says to not forsake the coming together in fellowship. Why? So that We can sharpen our irons with one another so that we could sometimes rebuke and extort one another so that we can all make sure that we are not trying to go back out in the world. Amen. Amen. Okay, so let us start with prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come before you today. I ask that you give me wisdom in order to preach against sin and that we need to repent because father you paid a dear price by sending your son the lord jesus christ to this earth to die for our sins and once we made that commitment once we saw the finished work at the cross we said yes jesus you right we are sinners And we do need a savior. And so, Father, I ask that you bless this ministry. I ask that you continue to provide me with your grace in order to let the people know we need to repent. And so, Father, I pray that the Holy Spirit moves on me. Give me insight. 
Give me clarity about your word. And Father, I, on a personal level, I thank you so much for pulling me out of my sins. And not only that, but blessing me with those ministries that actually preach on repentance and not all these feel-good messages. No, I needed somebody to tell me since I am professing myself to be a Christian, that I need to stop sinning. And so likewise, Father, I would like to share that and let the people know that as well. And Father, I thank you so much. I thank you so very much for everything you have done for me. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Okay, people, so let's get into it. I have 14 ways that we can do to keep us from sinning, right? Because ain't nobody got time for that lake of fire. I keep telling y'all that fire is hot. Hell is real, okay? And now I am going to be talking to the church today because like I keep telling y'all, y'all playing games. Y'all are playing games. God ain't playing. You playing. So, once we have said yes to the Lord Jesus Christ and we have made a sincere commitment to not fall back into sin, to not practice it, to keep away from it. If we got to put people that's in our lives that are causing us to sin, then we need to put them away as well. Because look, the Bible says that bad company corrupts good morals i'm telling you it's something to that i'm a witness i saw that how when i was trying to walk in christ and when i surrounded myself around people who wanted nothing to do with christ because you see at the beginning oh they loved jesus just as much as i did and so in hindsight i'm thinking huh was that a game huh was it a game? And then, because it's only a matter of time before the real fruit starts appearing on that tree. And that's what happens. And so we need to, I don't know how many times that I can say this, we need to pull this together because that encapsulates everything that we need to do. We need to embrace the wonderful gift of repentance because you see, God has given us his grace to have a clarity of mind to wake up and be like, wait a minute, hold the phone, hold the phone. I've been deceived. I'm thinking I'm on my way to heaven all the while I'm back on that broad way. So we need to see what areas in our lives that we are continuing to indulge in and we thinking that it's okay to do this, but it is not. So I'm going to give you 14 ways. Now, of course, this is not the full list, not by any means. Listen, in the Bible, it talks about that if you feel convicted of something, right, and let's let's just say if it's not like specifically written in the bible on that particular thing that's causing you to have that conviction okay and if you ignore that conviction and do it anyway 
that that is a sin. And so anything that you are either watching or listening or thinking on or attempting to want to do, okay, once you get that check, right, Holy Spirit, once you get that check in your spirit that something's not right, or maybe you shouldn't say this, or maybe you shouldn't do this, anytime you get that first heads up, do not ignore that. That is the Holy Spirit prompting you, okay, as a child of God to convince you, not to convict you because that's for the sinner, but he is here to convince us that no precious, you are now a child of the living God and that we don't do anymore because see over here in this kingdom, we live holy, okay? God says, I am holy, be ye holy holy okay so let's get into it number one of what to do to keep from sinning okay number one make god and his will the priority surrender to his will for your life that means everything because i know for me how i wrap my brain around that is that I'm like, look, okay, you know what? I don't want to go to hell, okay? I am going to now start to listen to what God says that what he wants us to do and what he does not want us to do. And in the middle, I will no longer try to find loopholes, trying to find a way to get around it, if he says yes for something, then my response to that is yes. If he says no to something, then my response is no to that thing. And likewise, this is how we submit our will to the Father's priority. Because listen, unlike other false religions, our God wants to have a relationship with us. He does not give us a set of rules, a set of do's and don'ts, and then expect for us to do it with no help, with no encouragement, with no love, and with no fellowship. Glory be to God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And that is what separates the true living God from all those false gods. Those gods outside of the one true God, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, anything other, they want you to do a whole bunch of rituals. They want you to do a whole bunch of Hail Marys. They want you to do all of these works to earn your salvation. Meanwhile, the founder of those false religions are all dead and in hell. They can't help you. They can't hear you. Okay, you cannot pray to dead people for them to help you. And just like with the false Catholic pagan church, okay, where they have indoctrinated their followers to pray to Mary as if she had anything to do with your salvation. Okay, they claim that she too was up on the cross, literally up on the cross with the Lord Jesus Christ being a co-savior of the world. And so instead of praying to Jesus, no, no, no. 
they say pray to Mary and then Mary, I, I guess, would take it to Jesus. I don't know because it's crazy to me. So I don't even try to get into the whole doctrine of it all, but absolutely not. Jesus Christ is the one and only savior of the world. Amen. Okay. So like I said, Number one, we make God and his will the priority in our lives and we surrender to that will because let me tell you, I can only and will only tell you from my personal experience with repentance and bowing down to the master and, and allow my will to be submitted to his plans and purposes for my life as well as his uh, redemption plan for the world and how I and my humbleness can somehow be a part of that, right? I had to say, you know what? I don't want nothing from this world. I don't want anything to do with sin. I am going to lay it down. And when that happens, guess what happens in your life? Number one, the devil flees because we're not giving him any more footholds into our lives to call chaos. We are putting away people who is not on the agenda of God, which is to stop sinning, okay? And we are not going to continue to indulge in activities that bring shame to the Father, that brings him no glory. And when we do all of that, I'm telling you, and, and because we are doing that, that means that our minds are stayed on him and peace will come into your life. Yes, it will get a lot less noisy. Okay. Um, you may be by yourself. It's okay to be by yourself because you're not by yourself. You with the Lord Jesus Christ. And guess what? He will now surround you with people of like minds. Amen. And you will have peace. You don't have to worry about arguing and fussing with anybody. You don't have to worry about who's cheating on you, who don't have a job, who ain't helping out with the bills, who is hanging out in the streets. Like all that segment of problems go away with the sin. Amen. Okay. Number two, read his word daily, at least a chapter per day. Okay, because you see, if you listen to the fake phony pastor, he would say, you know, all you got to do is just read one uh, scripture, one uh, Bible verse a day, and you should be good. No, because you see, you won't get the full context of that scripture unless you read the above and the below. And sometimes you may have to read the whole chapter before and the whole chapter after. And why not spend that time with the Lord anyway? Because it's not just reading the Bible. I would dare to say that it's not even so much of studying the Bible. You actually hear God's voice in your spirit. I'm telling you, it is the truth. I'm not making this up as God is my witness his word is alive. I mean, it talks to you. It breathes. I mean, you can actually feel the pulsation of each page. Don't ask me how that happens. It just does. That's why it's called the living, breathing word of God. It's saying that 
for a reason. And so when we spend time in the word daily, now, if your schedule is, you know, not so hectic, spend as much time in the word that you want, but our priority should be to make some time in his word. And if you, um, for whatever reason going on in your life, if you can't put your put your eyeballs on the literal words in his word, then at least listen to, you know, um, some anointed uh, music, um, watch anointed ministries on maybe YouTube, um, maybe a fellowship with someone, or maybe just talk to God just straight vocally, one-on-one fellowshipping, right? Amen. Okay, so number three, start fasting. Build up your dependency on God. Now, for me, I fasted just one time because I'm still learning about how to properly fast, okay? Because I know that people fast all the time, and um, some people may say, you know, that they fast to get an answer from God, um, to have God move on a particular thing that's going on in their lives, you know, um, some people fast to hear answers or get direction and that, but I was listening to this ministry, um, that that's not the purpose of fasting. It's never for something that you need or you want that fasting should be for others. Okay. So like I said, that Point number three, I to myself need to um, really study up on that because I don't want to fast just to lose weight. I don't want to fast just for the sake of saying, you know, I'm fasting and um, to appear more pious as if, you know, I'm more spiritually deep, but it is something about fasting. It's something to that. Amen. Amen. Okay. Number four increase your prayer life talk to the father all day long talk to jesus talk to the holy spirit talk to your heavenly help okay now i know some people struggle in you know coming up with prayers and that listen god makes approaching him very easy the fact that you are now in christ he has an attentive ear because you see it's the sinner that he ain't trying to hear nothing unless they are repenting and coming to christ glory be to god okay and so when we talk to him when we fellowship with him when we read the psalms and we are in and worship you know that's all part of the prayer life because you see i thought it had to be this big deep experience this big deep event that I need to you know say many words to the father and Jesus talks about you know uh, people praying with repetitive words as if that's going to get heard that much quicker no but if we are sincere in our fellowship with the father because he is our father why not talk to him like he's that amen right okay so yes we need to increase our prayer life and also we 
it will not serve us well to go out and buy prayer books written by somebody because I, I had them too, you know, and basically that's witchcraft, that's incantations. We are praying someone else's stale, boring prayer. And a lot of that is based on a false doctrine of I decree, I declare, you know, all of these positive affirmations and we are throwing our fists up at God and open flagrant rebellion, um, making him do what he said in his word to do. That is pride and that is arrogant, arrogance and that is out of order. Listen. The Lord God don't have to do nothing, nothing for us. If he don't ever do anything else for us ever again, he did the most by sending his son, the Lord Jesus Christ from heaven to die for the sins of the world. Okay. We have eternal life. So if he don't move or he don't talk to you, if he don't do nothing else, he has done it all. Amen. Amen. Okay. Number five, give God what you struggle with and allow him to work in you. Because you see, going back to that dominion theology that we shake our fists at God and we declare and decree. First of all, we don't declare nothing and we don't decree anything. It is God who does the decreeing and declaring. And could you see the fake phony prophet, okay, the false prophet and teacher who taught us this damnable doctrine that we have authority and that we are like God and we have the power to back the devil off of us and all of this foolishness. Absolutely not. And in the Bible where it talks about binding and loosen, that's, listen, I already did a study on that. So if you all scoured through my catalog, you all can get the full teaching on that. Okay. Um, that is something that we don't do, nor do we plead the blood of Jesus over nothing. Again, I got a teaching on that too. So for the sake of time, I'm not going to exhaust that, those teachings, but if you want to know why that is a false doctrine, if you want to know why that is a sin, because we don't demand God of nothing, go and play those episodes. It will definitely enlighten you about the indoctrination that we fell for. Amen. Amen. Okay. So number six, now we are talking about what we need to do to keep from sinning. Because you see, thank you, Holy Spirit, the whole bottom line to all of this is to keep our minds on Jesus, keep our thoughts on heaven, look for eternal things, get your eyes off your flesh, get your eyes off this earth, and get your eyes off of people. Now, when I say that, that don't mean that you don't help the poor or the widow or the orphan, or the orphan, no, I'm talking about the people in your lives that are sucking the very life out of you because of their sins, and dragging you down with them, absolutely not, so, number six, and that just leads us to number six, remove yourself away from all, all, 
A-L-L means all influences that promote unrighteousness to you. So that means if your cousin Pam wants to go to the club on Friday, you are going to tell her no. Okay. If, if Uncle Bob talking about, you know, how he want to take nephew off to the strip club, my brother, tell him, no, you ain't doing that anymore. So anything, anything that goes from porn all the way down to them clubs, all the way to that smoking that weed, smoking them cigarettes, lying, stealing, cussing, fussing, sleeping around, okay? Take old girl out your phones, my brothers, sisters. Take that man out your phone. Take the married men out your phone, okay? And put on some clothes. Stay away from Victoria's Secrets. Stay away from them little... Um, I call them hoochie mama stores, okay, that be selling them yoga pants and tight leggings and booty skirts and tight jeans, all of that, leave all of that alone, okay, because there is a thing called modest apparel, okay, I don't care how brick house your body is, God, thank you Holy Spirit, has provided enough fabric in this earth to cover up that body, Amen. Okay, so we are going to remove ourselves from away from all influence. That means if you have a drinking problem, stay away from the bars and stay away from your alcoholic friends. If you have a problem with smoking weed, leave the weed man alone. Matter of fact, burn his phone number. Okay, don't hang around your homeboys and homegirls who all they do all day long is smoke weed. Uh uh-uh, put them away, okay, so all influences, okay, all those reality TV shows, all of those housewives, franchises, leave them alone, all those gossip uh, talk shows, leave them alone, okay, all of that, that e-entertainment news, and um, what is that, TMZ, all of that, National Enquirer, all of that, anything that's gossip, anything that's talking about someone's hurt and pain, leave all of that, all of it, all of it. Matter of fact, leave the whole world because anything that's in the world, okay, that Babylonian system, that system that says they don't want God, leave all of that alone. You don't need that because what's what they are trying to do and will do is to drag you back to that vomit, okay? And that vomit is our old sinful lifestyle. Everything we did in the world before coming to Christ, and if we go back to that, the Bible says that it will be worse for us than when we had not come to Christ because since we have now tasted the sincere milk of the word of God, and we see that uh, that Jesus is the Savior of the world. And for us to turn our backs on having been enlightened, having been once pulled out of darkness into the marvelous light. And for us to go back, to go back to the vomit. The Bible says that it's going to be worse for you than when you had not even come to the kingdom of God. Amen. So yeah, we're going to put all that away. Number seven, change the music you listen to. 
Because let me tell you, old heads like myself, you know how we like that old school music or that Motown music or that bump and grind, slow dancing music. Uh-uh. We got to put that away too. No, that music is not anointed. Absolutely not. Okay. And um, hate to break it to y'all, but there is no such thing as Christian rap. There is no such thing as a Christian rapper. Absolutely not. These music studios and these and the music industry, which is ran by Satan, he see big money in Christ. Okay. And just like the false, fake, phony pastor who loves to merchandise off of God's people with all of their unholy, unscriptural, unbiblical books, well, their father, Satan does the same thing out there in the world, okay? And he sees that there is big money and people wanting to worship God through music. And so all he had to do was to slap on a title called Christian. So now you got Christian rock and roll. You got Christian rap. You got Christian uh, country. You got Christian heavy metal. I'm uh, Look. The list goes on and on. Listen, there's nothing Christ-like in that music at all. Not in the old school music, not in the uh, disco era music, not in the hip hop, not into the 90s music, not into the millennials music. None of that. Christ is not in any of that because you see what happens is that there are spirits attached to the music. And how do we know this? It changes people. Come on now. You know, when you put on that Teddy Pendergrass and that, that Luther Vandross and that Marvin Gaye, you know what it does. Why do you think so many babies are born behind these music? Behind this music? Yeah, because it puts you in the mood. And when you couple that with some alcohol, when you couple that with some drugs, when you couple that with this woman who don't know how to cover up that body, okay? And you got these men running around here like they're playboys and you mix all that together, yeah, you're going to be in some sin. So we need to change the music. Absolutely. Now, as far as anointing music, now, y'all going to have to pray on that because in the so-called gospel industry, the gospel music industry, half of that, if not the majority of that, Jesus is not in that either. Why? Because look at the artists, okay? Not that we are judging them based on their appearance, but God did say that we can judge a tree by the fruit. And these, these female gospel artists, you can't tell them from the worldly singers. Look at the, the tight booties, dresses, and skirts, and the, and the breasts is all set out. Okay, you see that uh, her silhouette, they wearing them stiletto heels. They, they face is beat with all this makeup, hair weave all the way down to the ground, eyelashes out to here. Them long claw nails. Oh, they looking like a diva up there. Now, they can sing. Obviously, God done tapped them vocal cords. But that music is not praising to him. 
okay? Because once you sign those contracts, okay, those blood contracts, you are selling your soul to the devil. I don't care what they say about how they are anointed, okay? I don't care how many of them fake phony awards, those graven images that they give out to these worldly so-called Christian gospel artists, okay? I don't care what they say. God is not in the majority of that at all. So that's why we need to pray for discernment because there are music. There is music out there that God is in. Okay, but we have to search high and low and let him direct us. Or you can just sing to yourself to the Lord. Listen, I can't sing a lick, but that don't stop me from singing to the Lord. I got guarantee you that. Amen. Okay, so number eight, change the television and the movie programming, right? That you are watching. Okay, purge out the bad. That means we can't continue to watch those Freddy Krueger movies. We can't continue to watch those Jasons and Freddy's and them horror, them slice and dice movies. Uh-uh. We got to put those away. We can't continue to watch all this raunchy um, ethnic uh, movies, okay? That's always talking about, you know, how they trying to get to the next female or they trying to get to the next brother, Okay, and everybody is having all of this sex and all of this nakedness. Absolutely not. Nor uh, do we watch those uh, crime shows on TV, on, on cable TV, you know, or those datelines and 48 hours and um, whatever, cops, all of that. All of that dealing with death and crime and violence and people that have mental issues, they are filled with demons. No, that's something that we should not be watching because, again, Satan is the prince of the air. He's in charge of the music. He's in charge of the television. And he is in charge of the movies and the books and the CDs and the DVDs, all that the world runs after in masses. Because how do you have one song that can garner a billion views on YouTube. That's a lot of people watching that. That means it is worldly. Because I guarantee you, if it had anything to do with Christ, it'll probably be at five. Five, five views, eight views, maybe at the max, maybe 30. And that's it. Yeah, so we need to change the TV. As a matter of fact, just turn it off. Just go on and get, you know, a streaming and um and just watch basic. That's it. You don't need to indoctrinate yourself no more with the world because they are lying to you. Okay? Because on TV, in the music, in the books, we see that homosexuality is a good thing. And that if you say anything against it, also oh, now you're the enemy. They are calling good evil. They are calling evil good. All they want to do is shove Satan's agenda down your throats and you better not say nothing to the contrary because you see now they are the majority. And this is where the church, this is where the church got to rise up and say, no, these pastors should not be marrying the same sexes. 
coming up there in a church talking about how we want to get married. Now, absolutely not. It is an abomination then and it is an abomination now. So no, absolutely not. This world will have you go back to hell and we ain't trying to do that. Amen. Okay, so number nine, reduce your tolerance for sin and increase your intolerance of it. And that's what I was saying about this world. This world want to tell you that um, an eight-year-old can now make the decision if she or he wants to change their body parts to now be the sex that they feel, that they feel that they should have been. An eight-year-old don't even know how to take a bath properly. How is that eight-year-old is going to tell his or her parents, you know what, I'm really a boy, so I want to chop off my breasts. Or, you know, I'm a boy, but mom, I really should be a girl, so I want to chop off my penis. Absolutely not. And these foolish parents are going along with it because they bought into the lie that if your child feel they were born this way, they don't know what they feel because that frontal lobe doesn't get fully matured until you in your 20s somewhere. And for some of us, it don't never matures. So I don't want to hear nothing about some eight-year-old now has the right to choose their own sex. Heaven forbid. So, yeah, we have to say no to what God said no, okay? He said no to fornication. I don't care what the uh, housewives franchises are doing. I don't care what these soap operas are doing. I don't care what the movies are doing. He said to flee from fornication, and that is stop having sex with that person who is not your spouse. Absolutely not. We say no to that. We say no to all the tight-fitting clothes. I don't care who's selling it. I don't care what designer, what fashion designer that says that, oh, our spring collection is that you just wear this piece of string and you will be all the rage. Absolutely not. No. Uh uh-uh, no. So anything that goes against God's word and how we know that it goes against his word is because we are in the word on a daily basis, according to point number two, where it says to read his word daily. Okay. Because if we're not reading the word, then we don't know what sin really looks like. And we don't And we will continue to buy the lie that it's okay and that how God understands. Like I said in a previous episode, God understands nothing about sin, only for us to leave it, to shun it, and to not go back to it. Other than that, he ain't trying to hear nothing. And you, my friends, should not try to hear nothing about a piece of sin anyway. Amen. Okay. Number 10, keep the family and friends that make you stronger in your faith. Because you see, them be the ones that we need to keep around us. Okay, now that's going to be far and few in between, but so be it. If it's just one, that's the person, that's the family member, that's the friend that we need to surround ourselves to make ourselves stronger in faith. Because let me tell you, we don't know everything about the word. We don't know everything about uh, 
uh, Christ doctrine. So if someone else that's also in the world, that's also studying, then we can get together and fellowship. Oh, that's the friend I want. Someone that will also check me if they see me slipping and allow me to check them when I see them slipping, right? And we can talk about the word because listen, I don't have any friends. I have maybe just one one sister friend that when we have first met, that's all we talk about is the word. That's all we talk about Jesus because that's what we want to talk about because that's what's in us. Because the Bible says that what is in us, oh, it's going to come out that mouth. Oh, I don't care what this person say, but if you are if you are around that person long enough, uh-huh, uh-huh, the real person, that person, that spirit, oh, it's going to come out. And so you want to surround your, yourself with someone who loves Jesus just as much as you do. I'm telling you, it's something about that fellowship. Why? Because there's not going to be a whole lot of drama. There's not going to be a whole lot of he said, she said. There's not going to be none of that, okay? And you can trust them around your husband or you can trust them around your wife. You don't have to worry about them giving your spouse the side eye and on the low, making all kind of comments and all this. No, everybody's loving Jesus. We fellowshipping. We just having a good time in the Lord. So yeah, that's the one we need to keep around us, okay? And likewise, number 11, remove. <laughs> remove the family, the friends that make you weaker in your faith. And that goes back to when the Bible says that bad company, bad company. That means those who are not in Christ. And it can also mean carnal Christians, lukewarm Christians that think that they are once saved, always saved, that they can do what they want as long as they believe in Jesus, they are good to go. Absolutely not, because once they are sliding back and forth in sin, eventually, like the Bible says, bad company corrupts good morals. It will. I'm a witness. Oh, yes, it will. Absolutely. So, yeah, we need to put them away and keep them away. Because, listen, if you are serious about this walk, if you are serious about getting them hips back on up to heaven, then we need to stop it. Okay? It has to come a point in our lives that we say, you know what? That's it. I'm done with it. I am done with it, Lord Jesus. I'm here for you now. Teach me how to be holy. Teach me how to how to show fruit of repentance. Okay? Okay? Because let me tell you, we are not going to live forever. It is appointed, the Bible says, once for man to die and then the judgment. We don't know that one day. And we decide to go on and smoke that blunt, go meet up with old girl, go meet up with old boy for what we think is the last time, you know, for old time's sakes. And right in the middle of all that sin, you drop dead of a heart attack. What's going to happen? Because 1 Corinthians 6, 9, 10 says that no fornicator, no adulterer, no idolater, no one that's smoking that weed because that's sorcery and that's idolizing God's creation because that's a plant. 
You're analyzing the tobacco plant. You're analyzing your body because you don't know how to cover it up. You're still sleeping and creeping around. You ain't going to make it. We are not going to make it if we don't come out of the vomit and stay out. Amen. So yeah, we need to remove any and everybody that's trying to influence us that will weaken our faith. Like, no, precious, gotta love you, but it's going to be from afar. Amen. Number 12, stop going to places that promote unrighteousness to you. Need we name the places? Come on, because you know you know them all. The strip clubs, the nightclubs, them lounges, those are places of ill repute, people, houses that you know, it goes it goes down over there. And we know people like that, that at their house, oh, it goes down over there. Yeah, stay away from that place. Stay away from movie theaters that promote homosexuality. They uh, promote a sexual, um, I can't even think. Anything that has to deal with sex, whether it's dealing with affairs, whether it's dealing with um, adultery and fornication, lying and cheating and backstabbing and deception, all of that, all those places that promote Satan's kingdom, stay away from them. And thank you, Holy Spirit. That's right. Don't be fooled just because it say Christian on it. Or it says anything about God's place or anointed place. None of that. Absolutely not. Okay. Because if you go over there, if it gets that flesh riled up in any kind of way where you want to shake it and drop it like it's hot and you popping and locking and you bopping and dopping, uh-uh. That's not the place that you need to be at. Amen. Okay. So number what? 13. Okay, we rounding out the list, y'all. Here we go. Number 13, remove the bad out of your life. Purge the wicked influences. Now, this is what we have been talking about this whole list. Like everything, everything that's bad, everything that's profane, everything that's ungodly, everything that when you get that check in your spirit from the Holy Spirit, that uh uh-uh, this is not what we do. All of that needs to be put away. I don't care how fine he is. I don't care how pretty she is. I don't care how much that thing glitters. Put it away. Put it away. Purge. If that means, if you, ladies, if you need to go through them closets and take out all of those tight-fitting sundresses, booty shorts, tight blue jeans, six six inch stiletto shoes all of that all that sexy uh sexy lingerie that you got up in them drawers all that lace and and matching bra and panty set all of that why because when you have that up underneath your clothes it make you feel a certain way when you put on them thongs and you put on that tight booty skirt because you don't want to show any panty lines or or when you put on them tight because you can't breathe. How can you breathe? Because I couldn't breathe in them tight blue jeans. And you put on that thong because you don't want to show them panty lines. And you throw on that tight bodysuit and them, and them high heel shoes. And you just strutting. 
Oh, it makes you feel some kind of way. Yeah, we need to put all of that, purge all of that, get it away from you. Because not only that it makes you want somebody else to touch your body, you start touching your body. And this is where we get masturbation, okay? Because we can't seem to keep our hands off this body. Well, it's not like I'm sleeping around. It's not like, you know, I'm committing adultery or fornication. I'm not hurting anybody. I'm doing this in the privacy of my own home. You are deceived, okay? You are deceived. First of all, that's having sex with yourself. And God don't care if it's unisex, uh, bisex, trisex, uh, orgies, whatever okay it is unnatural and it is perversion and you need to purge yourself from that because that opens you up to demonic spirits that's why you're going crazy that's why you have no peace that's why you can't sleep that's why you feel like nothing is prospering in your life because you don't know how to keep your hands off your body stop it stop it Absolutely. Now, if you are burning with lust, go on and get married if that's the case. But make sure that's the person that you are going to be with for life. Okay. Because, like I taught in that other episode about marriage and divorce and, and remarrying, because that first spouse in the eyes of God, that's him until death do you do you part. So, yeah. Okay. Number 14, last but not least, and in conclusion, here we go. Start feeding on more spiritual food that will grow you in maturity of your faith. Stop being a babe in Christ. Amen. Because you see, church, we got to grow up. I can't tell you the, how, how many babies, okay, babies whining, crying, and babies in Christ that I'm finding over there on Facebook, aka the lion's den. Because the moment that you tell them any of this stuff that will help them to stop sinning, oh, they want to kick and scream and fuss about everything, okay? Babies, they don't want to wake up. They don't want to mature. They want to just hold on to the indoctrinations and the strongholds that the fake phony pastor who only thing he's trying to do is uh, quickly depart you from your money, okay, through the false doctrine of tithing and sowing seeds for your needs, okay? So, no, no, we need to grow up, okay? And so when someone that is spending time with the Lord and we bring in revelation, we, we bring in personal experience of what we learned and, and how we got the brick upside our heads and so we are trying to tell you no don't do it like that shun that turn to god do it that way well it's nothing wrong with that nothing could convince me just like what happened was it yesterday yeah i'm over there in the lion's den right because you know the pagan christmas is coming up right and so we are sounding the alarm about how that is not Jesus' birthday. Jesus did not announce his birthday because if, if he wanted that to be known, he would have told us. And besides all of that, 
The focus is not on his birth. It is on his death. That's where the focus is. That's what he talked about because that's what that's what he was telling his disciple about what was coming down the pike. You know what I mean? So it's this woman over there, this mature woman. Okay. So I'm scrolling through my timeline and I see one of my uh, brothers in Christ did a posting about, you know, something like about Christmas, you know, and being pagan and, you know, along those lines. Here she goes, chiming in. She goes, nothing you can say that can convince me that Jesus' birthday is not December 25th. You can't tell me because um, that's why the angels were heralding. That's why the uh, shepherds were, you know, running to go meet baby Jesus. And that's why people from the nations and the kings were coming there. So you can't tell me that Jesus' birthday is not December 25th. I kid you not. I kid you not. Now, I would think, but then again, age does not determine how mature you are in Christ. Who knows? Maybe she could have got saved yesterday, but the way how she was going in about how he can't convince her or nothing. So, you know, I had to chime in. And so, you know, thank you, Holy Spirit. I had to bring the, the righteous rebuke you know, and, and let her know some things. And basically I told her, yeah, you need to grow up. Okay. Because listen, if you are reading the Bible and if you doing, um, um, extensive study, especially when God is talking about idolatry and how the uh, children of Israel, that was their problem. They could not stop, you know, worshiping those false gods. And so in your private study time, in your research, you go and search out what is all this paganism about? Why did the children of Israel didn't want God? God Almighty who brought them out of Egypt. What was it that had their has turned the other way. And so you uh, study these things out. You know what I'm saying? So that's all part of the maturity level and the growing of it all. And so you will come across that Christmas is not Jesus' birthday. We don't celebrate the the, the Easter bunny either. Okay, because the, the Roman pagan Catholic church got that twisted all up with, with the resurrection you know what I mean? And Lent and all those other practices and rituals that all these man, man-made doctrines of demons, you know, that people celebrate year after year. Because let me tell you, we had to fight them about the Halloween. Now, look, okay, you okay, Christmas, okay, I could see people wanting to kick up a fuss about it because it's happy times, it's joyful family, the kids, the Christmas tree, the lights. So you get all blinded by that. Okay, whatever. But Halloween is clearly is wicked. Look at the costumes. Look at the 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 scariness of it all. Everything is black and dark and creepy looking and witches and and pumpkins with uh demonic looking faces carved into them. Uh that's an open display of wickedness, okay? But oh no, it's for the kids, it's about the candy. It's like, yeah, grow up. Grow up. Okay, so now look, all these things that I just listed, and believe me, there's plenty more because 
in your personal life, you know what it is that God has told you to stop it, okay? And you need to stop that and turn to him, repent, okay? So all these things will stop the quenching of the Holy Spirit and allow you to walk freely in Christ. Because if we are participating in those things, and when you get that check from the Holy Spirit, and you don't do nothing about it, but you continue to do that, then you are quenching him. You you are telling him no when he's giving you the promptings from heaven to stop it. Okay, now I'm going to leave you all with Luke 24, verse 46 to 47. Okay, and, and this is the amplified version. Okay, and said, and so it, and so it is written, that the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed, would suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance necessary for forgiveness of sins would be preached in his name to all the nations, beginning from Jerusalem. Amen. Amen. Because you see, that's the gospel. Jesus died. He was buried. And on the third day, he rose again and he died for the sins of the world. So we don't want to tell him to his face, oh, I can't stop sinning. I can't help it that you made my body like this and the only thing I can put on is this tight booty skirt, knowing that he made all kinds of fabrics that stretch. You don't have to get the size below. How about bumping up uh, a size or two? So you can have room to breathe. Oh, amen. Y'all, listen, I'm going to let y'all go. Lord willing, until next time, keep away from those things that will have you return back to your vomit. I'm crying aloud. Come on, y'all. Okay, because I will be doing the body of Christ a disservice if I don't scream this to the rooftops. We need to repent. Stop sinning and turn back to God. Amen. Amen. Speak to y'all next time. Bye for now. Thank you guys for tuning in. I truly appreciate all your support. Until next time, I'll be talking to y'all soon. Bye.